Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to Ron Boone coming up here momentarily. Uh, I'm just trying to make my way through a a piece right now in The Athletic, uh, Gordon, uh, that uh, has an interview with Andy Williams talking about Deloy Hansen. We're going to have to get into this a little bit later on in the 5 o'clock hour. Some pretty... Some pretty alarming stuff, actually. So stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. We'll get into that uh, a little bit uh, later on. But right now, let's go ahead and jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us, of course, he's the analyst on the radio broadcast and part of the television pre- and post-game coverage for the Utah Jazz return to play. He's our good friend, Ron Boone. How's it going, Ron? Not bad at all, guys. What's going on with you? Hey, you we... Guys- Sorry, are you fighting today? Are you friends today? What's going on with you? <laughs> We've been pretty friendly, Gordon. What, uh, what do you think? We've been all right today, right? Go ahead and play it, uh, Austin. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, we don't I'm, need I'm, to play it. I'm anything. waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. You know, every once in a while, Jake uh, sees, sees, sees it right, you know. <laughs> I'd agree okay. with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. I hate that drop. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into everything with you, I, I've got to give you a compliment that you, between running from radio to TV and back again, man, you're getting your exercise. You're getting your steps in. You know, thank goodness there's no fans and the elevator is right there. Uh, otherwise, I probably wouldn't make it, you know, but the elevator is usually right there. Uh, I can get up there and get mic'd up and ready to go, but. If the, if the season went started and there were fans, I don't know if I could make it at all. Well, it, yeah. it, you look great on TV, and, of course, you, you and Locke are, are always terrific together. So uh, yeah. great work mm-hmm. and a tremendous compliment to you, of course. But uh, look, we want to talk to you about, of course, what's going on, Booner. And what was your reaction yesterday as we were watching uh, the, the whole story unfold throughout the afternoon, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, walk us through it. What are your thoughts? Well, <sighs> Like everyone else, and I think most uh, ex-players and, and most of the players that are still in the bubbles, I, I, I totally agree with them. I support them for the most part. Uh, I was a little upset and, and couldn't understand why they would want to postpone the playoffs. But uh, thank goodness that the meeting this morning, and you know, everyone can, took into consideration of everyone around them that's going to be hurt with them not playing. And, you know, we're going to see some more basketball. Ron, what do you make of uh, the way Donovan Mitchell has emerged, both as a leader with some of his strong statements as far as, uh, you know, racial justice in this country, but also on the court? Or do you think the two are correlated because he's maturing as a man? Or what do you think is going on? I don't. That's the case right there. He is mature as a, as a man. Uh, he definitely has an opinion, uh, and it's a strong opinion. Uh, his play on the floor is, is unbelievable. I mean, the, his growth from the first year to the, to the year to the third year has been – he's jumped into that stardom role to the point where he's talked about uh, the Utah Jazz, but then it's Donovan Mitchell. I mean, and, and – the way he's playing right now, he just put this, show, this team on his shoulders, and he's playing very, very well. Um, and 
you know, 37 points a ball game right now, that, that's nothing to, to sneeze about. Buddha, we've talked a lot about uh, Donovan emerging as a leader, as, as Gordon just asked you. And Gordon and I kind of got into the weeds on a discussion earlier today about uh, leadership on a on a team. Is does the the, the ultimate leader? You know, it's it's Michael Jordan's team or Isaiah Thomas's team. Does the does the does the leader on a great team have to be the best player? Uh, no, it, it does not. He has to be respected. Um, and when you respect it, then you, you become the leader. When, 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 uh, when you speak, uh, then and the rest of your teammates uh, respond to what you're talking about, and they respect what you're saying. Then that's when you you become a leader. And I think right now that you, you can see that in Donovan. I mean, you look at it, uh, Conley in the league now. He came in in 2007, and you would think that you know he would be uh, the leader. Uh, but you know it's been it's been for the most part it, it's been uh, Donovan Mitchell strictly because uh, what he says makes sense uh, and he has the, the platform uh, the the power uh, to make some of the comments that he makes and and the decisions that he's made that you know I think the rest of his team look for look for him to uh, to be that leader and 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 for that respect. Booner, I've always had uh, great respect for your opinion and the way you handle yourself uh, on uh, off-the-court issues. I'm curious to know, have you spoken out on, on what's going on in this country, and uh, what, what are your thoughts as it pertains to the, those things? Gordon, um, I have um, spoken out. I uh, Don't forget, I was raised in the 60s uh, when uh, civil rights was... Um, very strong, um, and right now I am, for the most part, outspoken. I, I, I support everything that's going on with with um, uh, with Black Lives Matters. Um, I because I've seen it all, um, and I I really think that you know there's, there's got to be changes, and, and you know I, I don't condone I don't agree with all the rioting and the burning and, the, and all that kind of stuff. We saw that stuff back in the 60s, you know, and, and it didn't do any good then. It's not going to do anything now. But I, I, I really support uh, what the players are doing and and, um, and Gordon, and, and that's it. I mean, I, I've seen it all. Booner, I, I how would you, <laughs> you, you operate here in Utah. You've been here. You've made it your home. But for white people who haven't had the experiences that some black individuals face in this country, how would you explain it to them so that they can understand? Well, they, you know, I think it, it's been said correctly. I think Kalapari said it uh, just the other day about how most white people grow up privileged uh, and, and it's not, they don't have to be rich. To be to grow up privileged is just that being uh, you know white you grow up privileged because you don't face the the things that most people of color face uh, and, and until you can stand or walk in those in those shoes and see exactly you know what they're what's being done or what's being said and that type of thing then then you really don't know uh, my advice is to start educating yourself start learning uh, start you know, reading about some of the, the the problems that most people of color have had 
over the years and 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 what it's like now. I mean, how much has it changed since then? You know that type of thing. And it, it's um, it sometimes it, it just gets kind of frustrating, you know, to hear some of the uh, some of the comments that are made when you, when uh, you, you're looking at it with from one side and you're not looking at it from from a, a people of color's point of view. What do you think about the um, evolution of the voice of the athlete, Ron? Uh, you've been around the NBA for a long, long time now, uh, you know, player, broadcaster, and and it, it seems to me that uh, the voice has never been louder or more listened to uh, from athletes, and that's not the case in all leagues either. You know, we've seen the NFL obviously have its difficulty with the difference in opinion between ownership and players. But what do you what do you think about the evolution of the player voice? I I, I... I'm, I really like it, and, and the reason I say really like it because it's just not the NBA anymore. You know, you, you've seen baseball, you've seen soccer, you've seen football. I mean, everyone is starting uh, starting to speak out. So the power of sports uh, and, and the power of, of, of some of the superstars of the, that are in sports, you know, people are starting to, to pay, pay attention to. So, uh, you know. Do we miss sports? Absolutely, we miss sports. But you know, you can tell that the players now in Orlando, with the platform that they have, uh, the cameras and, and the microphones and the newspapers, everything's right there in their face. They can uh, they can make statements and and show exactly you know where they where they stand. Uh, it's it's a trying time right now, you know, and and uh, we just have to support and try to make changes ourselves. Even, I think, African-American people of color as well. You guys it's, it's, uh, on talk shows. I mean, everything, all of these things have to be done differently in order to uh, to make the change, I think, that, that should be in this country. And, Booner, it goes way beyond just uh, police violence, right? I mean, we're talking Absolutely. about, da- we're talking about yeah. day-to-day living, and this is why I think it's, you have made your home here and you have expressed this and it's so valuable i think for people who who haven't had the experiences that you've had to know about it i interviewed an athlete and this is what he said and i want to get your thought to it he said it's not just the shooting the killing it's the intimidation factor it's being diminished as a human being that constant pressure if you're black there is no benefit of the doubt um what, what, how do you react to that? Well, it, he's absolutely right. Why? Because uh, when you're a, a person of color, you feel like you're always defending yourself. You, you feel like um, um, you have to answer to, well, we'll just use the policeman as an example. I'm sure we can use other people. But it, it's like you, your opinion doesn't count, you know, that, that type of thing. Uh, it, it's it's systematic racism, you know, that that uh, people of color face uh, so often. Um, and I don't know who made those comments to you, but those are very well said. I mean, that was uh, very well said. Booner, if uh, you would forgive me for lightening the mood just a little bit before we let you go, but I've got to ask this question, because you did a show with Gordon back in the day, and it was a morning show. What was Gordon like in the mornings? You know, I was half asleep most of the time. I, I really couldn't. <laughs> I think the Gordon that you see now was exactly the Gordon back then. And, 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 
and probably more educated as far as basketball and sports is concerned. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I would kind of get a little bored and fall asleep or something. <laughs> you know? Oh, boy, that's the truth. <laughs> but, but I tell you, back then, one time, I think I got upset with Gordon one time, and, and, and um, I've, I've never been a big fan of talk shows, especially back then. Because, you know, most of the talk shows were like negative and the I just just wasn't a, a real big fan. But I remember John Stockton probably had one of the best games of his life. 28 points, probably 20 assists. And he was just dominating the ball game. And Gordon Monson said, but God, he had 10 turnovers. I said, Gordon, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, oh, he, man. Com- he complains about turnovers to this day. Nothing yeah. changes. It's, it, it's a weak point. I, I just have a hard time with that one stat, uh, Booner. But I remember I remember that day that Booner got mad because Booner didn't get mad. Booner is, uh, you're the most well-tempered person, but, but you don't mess with Booner. You know, you don't disrespect the man that's and i found that out i interrupted him one time and that's Uh-oh. when you got that's when you got mad booner i stepped on <laughs> i stepped on you and you didn't like it and you let me know in no uncertain terms i've never i can't remember what i did yesterday but i remember that comment and so i remember it so well that i step on jake all the time you know, <laughs> you know just step all over him but anyway uh, yeah, yeah, unlike unlike, unlike booner i have zero self-respect and i just let you do it it, it was <laughs> booner it was a it was a privilege and pleasure doing that show with you back in the day when you you put up with dj and me and kevin and me like we were a couple of kids who just needed a, a little direction every once in a while That's well i think sometimes you know we would come back off the road we'd probably get into you know i'd probably get into bed at two in the morning or something like that and then you know, seven o'clock in the morning, I got to look at you guys, and and that was, <laughs> you know, that wasn't that much fun, you know. But, but talk shows are different now, and and I, you know, kind of enjoy listening to them now. But you know, back then, I just wasn't a big fan of talk radio. Well, I got to tell you, I wasn't in the biz at the time, Booner, but I loved the uh, JB portion of MJB in the morning. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. All right, guys. Thanks, Booner. You're the best. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. That's our friend Ron Boone, of course, uh, radio analyst alongside David Locke on the radio broadcast. But uh, during the return, Gordon, he's been, he's been doing pregames with the Lemma, hustling down to do radio with David. And then hustling back up to do post games, so he's been doing a little double duty, and and of course, in in true Ron Boone fashion, doing a great job. And as one of my daughters informed me once, the prettiest eyes in the business. <laughs> wow, I think it's it's probably that's probably less creepy coming from your daughter. Yeah, well, I didn't say it. <laughs> well, you did because Austin has tape of it now, so we got that. Oh, great. Next time Ron's on, that's how we're introducing oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Make sure you include the part from my daughter. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I don't think I got that part. <laughs> the tape cut out. Yeah, weird. Yeah, that's strange. I, I, went got through a really a tunnel, huh? I got a bad feeling about that one. See, Gordon, I, I don't know because I haven't at, interacted with you that much in the morning, but I'm just guessing that you're not a morning person. And no, so I wasn't. That, that would be interesting seeing uh, working uh, with you on a morning show. Wait, wasn't I, or aren't? Hmm? You said you wasn't. You wasn't? Yeah. But I'm asking 
is it still that way? Are you aren't, or are you now a morning person? I was I was never a morning person, although I had jobs that always required me to get up early. But I used to wake up. DJ used to tell me, and Kevin used to tell me that I'd wake up about halfway through the show. So, what time do you say you wake up now? Exactly. Oh, I'm up at the crack of dawn, which is know, not uh, a time. Which is yeah, right. Because, you know, like, 17-year-olds consider 10 a.m. the crack of dawn. It's the crack of dawn I, somewhere. I, I'm, oh, I'm like a rooster, man. I am up early. Still haven't answered. Around. Strutting, Strutting around. around. Oh, please. <laughs> Do we have to get Lisa involved again? Where's my phone? I'm going to ask her what time you get up in the morning. Well, you know, it was it was I was up at the at the uh, the crock of the co- uh, crow or the crow of the crock. How are you saying Easy, slow, slow, slow. Let's see. Let's what pronounce every sound in these words. Does Gordon usually arise? Wake up. In you I'm, want me to answer? Uh, I'm betting. You, you want a specific forty-five. No. Oh, well, way later than it that. Has no way Gordon's <laughs> out of bed by 8.45. All right. Well, we we are up late watching those movies. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you caught any of DJ and PK? Oh, I've I've done that on a fairly regular basis. When you weren't want, a guest. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want to miss uh-huh. all that. Mm. No. I mean, I'm not there at 6 a.m., what what segment do they run at seven? Oh, I I don't pay attention to that stuff. Well, it's uh, been the same segment for at least a decade. Fact or fiction? <laughs> I love it that that was your answer. <laughs> I haven't done that segment in at least nine years. No, I think they that's when they do the recap of the sports news. Well, that's a broad. Isn't that what we're doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I catch oh, the back half. Isn't that us from 6 to 7, A to P? I when catch they get the back into the sports half. news, you know? No, I, I catch the back half show? of their show. That's like I catch the back <laughs> half. That's when they talk sports, Jake, and give their opinions. I'm, I'm there before when they when they have the segment about the, uh, the uh, late risers who are lazy slackers. They do, they do that at 9, so. Um, they do that um, actually at 9.30. Is it nine thirty? Yeah, nine nine thirty. Yeah. It's all about the same. <laughs> Another show you don't listen to: the Movie Zone coming up tonight at seven o'clock. Tune well, in for what's that our one. poll question? Uh, you know what the poll question is? Oh yeah, I do. Name know us what it a is. movie that was actually better than the book. And what answers? All are you of getting? them. Well, I don't think what? that that actually exists. But I gave the snarky answer: Battlefield Earth. <laughs> What, what, what's a, a dominant, uh, a predominant kind of title that uh, the movie is seen as better? We'll talk about it at 7. Tune oh, in. It's Come called on. The Tease. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.